picks it up, threw one in front, bouncing puck ricocheted free. Henrique off the board, Bodie turns, shoots, that's blocked, and the Anaheim Ducks have stunned the Minnesota Wild. It's a 3-2 final as the Wild, for the second straight game in this building, collapse on a third period lead at home. This one, a 3-2 finish. Yeah, Minnesota, he just didn't have the jump in this game once again, Joe, and you just wonder why. The absolute opposite way the Wild wanted to go into the All-Star break. Instead of going out puffing their chest, they slink into the All-Star break, and this one is going to hurt for quite some time. Welcome to the post-game show. Kevin Falmus downstairs in the Bob Kurtz Radio Center, upstairs in the Al Shaver Press Box. Is Tom Reed. Tom, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some, and I, you know, two game losing streaks are going to happen. But the way these lo- they lost these last two games into the All Star break, that's the part that's going to leave a mark. Yeah, you're right, Kevin. And just looking at the standings, you know, you look at the wild card, and right now, Minnesota, you know, coming into the contest here tonight, Minnesota with 47 points, and of course, 53 points you want to get to, so you got six there. But there's a lot of games being played by teams in that Western Conference tonight, and as a result of that, you can bet that. That gap's going to get a little bit bigger for Minnesota trying to leapfrog. It isn't so much the points as you have to leapfrog so many teams to get to that that wild card position. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. We hope that the the time off for Minnesota will have a chance to regenerate the uh, the systems a little bit and come back with a, a, a new lease on life, hopefully, and get some points. They need them badly. Yeah, you just wonder how they're going to handle this all-star break. Uh, they'll get an opportunity to get away from the ice, no question about it. But when they reflect on how these past two games went, this is something that's not only going to haunt them during this all-star break, this is something that could haunt them in April. Well, it could be. I mean, we talk about points and how how valuable every point is to get in the NHL, you know, because sometimes, and we've seen teams before, they just get in by a point or they lo- just get out of it by a point, and that's what's going to happen. Look at Florida last year. They got in, what, the last game of the year and uh, went right to the finals. But Minnesota... Right now, they're not they're not playing with any authority. They're not playing with any confidence in this in this game once again. Where the problem is, I, I don't know. Uh, but it's going to be up to the, the coaching staff and the players themselves trying to figure out where they can uh, make some changes here to, to get better and look for the remaining games in a very positive note. Yeah, still a lot of hockey left to be played, but this is just a sour way to go into the All-Star break. The good thing is they get a chance to get rested and rejuvenated. They won't hit the ice again until February 7th. However, even though there's no wild hockey until February 7th, they tell me that Tom Reed's Hockey City Pub will remain open regardless, (laughs) including tomorrow when there's NFL football, a full slate of it happening all across the uh, great U.S. of A. Yeah, we certainly do, Kevin. There will be games or whatever, hockey, of course, but football going to be a big plus for us right now and uh, looking forward to it and of course uh, hopefully Minnesota can uh, re- you know get the, the, the batteries charged up again coming back here I mean this is uh, the bread and butter also for these players on the ice here right now they've got to find a way to turn this thing around in a hurry Tom, keep in touch, we'll, but if nothing else, we'll talk to you again February 7th. Oh, good. <laughs> Thanks, Kim. I'm sure you'll be calling me. Very much so. That's my good friend, Tom Reed, who I won't see again until February 7th, unless I go down to Tom Reed's Hockey City Pub. And obviously, that's a possibility. Not very likely, but it could happen. And maybe if I go down there, I'll see you, and we'll uh, figure out what's going on with this Minnesota Wild team that had so much promise going into this three-game homestand, and instead a couple of clunkers in back-to-back occasions blow a couple of leads, and they lose not only to the Nashville Predators, but the Anaheim Ducks. We'll put a wrap on this one and get you ready for anything and everything to do with this All-Star break. John Hines post-game comments coming your way and more. This is Wild Hockey, presented by XL Energy.
14-0-1. That was the Wilds' record coming into the, these past two games when they held the lead after 40 minutes of play. Go into the final stanza, lock it down. The Wilds are walking away with at least one point, most likely two, as they had gotten points in all 15 games they held the lead after two periods of play this season. That came to a crashing halt. On Thursday, when the Wild blew a 1-0 advantage, just 1-0, but still you're up 1-0 over the Nashville Predators. Predators scored three times in the third period. Wild end up losing 3-2, and that despite the fact they held the lead after 40 minutes of play. Then it happened again tonight against the Anaheim Ducks. Not the top team in hockey. This is a team that's been floundering towards the bottom of the standings, but they didn't care. They found some life in that third period. Wild led 2-1 after two periods. They score twice in the third, including Troy Terry. His second of the game comes out of the box, buries the goal, and delivers the Toyota shift of the game. Now Rossi center, right circle, a shot blocked. Johansson trying to pick it up from a pile. It's sped along out the center ice. Troy Terry stepping in. Hartman's back. Terry cutting through the slot. Got his shot off. He scores. Troy Terry's first bid was blocked, and the second one... He labeled it top shelf, and the Ducks are in front, and Hartman turned. I'm sure Ryan Hartman will get credit for a block shot, a very painful block shot, but the problem is off his ankle, his boot, his skate, his leg, whatever it was that it hit, it was painful, goes right back to Troy Terry. He delivers what he, he ends up being the eventual game winner, his second of the game, 14th of the season, and it's the Toyota shift of the game presented by Toyota, official vehicle of the Minnesota Wild. Wild have lost two in a row. They dropped two or three on the homestand and are off for the all-star break. John Hines is next. This is Wild Hockey, presented by XL Energy. Waiting on John Hines to address the media when he does. We'll bring that to your radio, and we'll be happy to do so. Unfortunately, we don't have good news to report because the Wild end up losing to the Anaheim Ducks tonight in front of an announced crowd of 19,053, not the way we envisioned. Hockey Day Minnesota coming to an end for the year 2024. Great stuff happening up in Warroad, but the magic died today in St. Paul, despite the fact they've had a sparkling record on this magical holiday that we made up. Tonight it comes short and a wild fall and lose two straight to finish off the homestand. How did it finish tonight? Well, the wild all-star, this guy will be busy. Everyone else is traveling to exotic lands, I'm sure, most likely. Not Kirill Kaprizov. He's going to Toronto tonight. He got his 19th goal of the season. Off the draw, Kaprizov emerged for a moment. Slipped one of the point, Brodine. His dump in hit the stanchion. Kaprizov Zuccarello sends the pass from the left dot across the crease, and that's where Kirill Kaprizov is waiting at the back door. 6.39 into period number one. The Wild have the 1-0 advantage. A minute 38 later, though, Troy Terry buries his 13th of the year at the 8.17 mark. Game tied at a goal apiece. Then, before the period can end, how about John Merrill? Back in the lineup. Sometimes playing forward, sometimes playing defense, because the Wild had a late scratch from Marcus Foligno out with illness. John Merrill steps in and says, I can handle this. Behind the net, Rossi coming out left side. Now through the high slot on his backhand to his forehand. Got it to Mervis. Quickly to Zuccarello.
in the first. Now a 2-1 lead. Merrill said in the intermission he didn't think he touched it regardless. Still getting credit for his second of the season despite being scratched for six straight. He gets in and he tips home that Zuccarello shot. What could have been a huge goal. That was your score after 40 minutes. The Wild blow it in the third. The head coach of the Minnesota Wild is John Ines. He's addressing the media. John, do, you, do you look at this as sort of the same thing that happened in the third the other day, attention to detail or, or different? Yeah, exact same play on the box out, you know. Um, so, you know, that's what happened really the last two games. They're just clear-cut assignments that we have to have, and uh, we don't do them, and it winds up in the back of the net. I think when you have a system and you have a structure and there's no gray areas in it, you know, that's uh, it's unfortunate because it costs us two games. Not not that one play each time, but in but in general, yeah. How much of this in these two games is not being able to get that second goal, that two goal lead? Well, you know, you I mean, you have to play the game you're in. I thought we had opportunities to get it, and we didn't get it. But when you're in a two to one game, that's where your details matter. You got to be able to win games two to one too. You know, it's uh, but certainly would we like to get a third goal and, and extend the lead for sure, and we are working towards that. But when it doesn't happen and then you're in critical areas where you're called upon to defend the right way and we don't you know that's that's the that's the lesson out of the last two games what happened with maroon you got hurt is there any update on him that you know no. right now or no no um just uh you know i guess what's your what's your concern level you know right now with the team i mean just you know now you guys you know have, have sort of wasted everything that you did in that month of december your first 14 games and, and just kind of skid into the break now mm-hmm. yeah i mean i would say the last two games we did you know but we won we had thir- three out of four coming into that and we had a three-game win streak so um to me i think it's you know the guys got to get some rest and they got to reset but you know i can tell you for sure when we get back that some of these attention to detail things without the puck are going to be addressed day one and you know that's the that's to me there's a little bit of time now where you can come through and do some preparation over the break and when we come back but you know that that um you know, if we're good in those areas where you give yourself a chance to win games, but it's that attention to detail and that mindset. Uh, and I think some certain things can be addressed, you know, when we get back. We have a couple of days of practice before we play, which I think is important. And we'll certainly get to those. Does it feel like that runway to change that is getting shorter? Like these are kind of plump opportunities right in front of you. Who knows if they keep showing up, if they keep happening. Yeah, well, you got to, I mean, you have to make them. You know, like when we get back, obviously, we all know the, the shorter the season gets. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the more urgent there, you, you need to get points, particularly in our situation. So, um, you know, that's what we'll focus on. And then to get those points, it's it's also not about just getting them. It's I think there's some valuable lessons here in the last two games that cost us points. Um, and, you know, lots of times you, that needs to be addressed, but we didn't get away with it. And that's, that's where the learning has to come in and not just the learning, the action when we're called upon in those situations, understanding that that part of the game and those situations are critical and they need to be executed at the right time. So how much of what you want to change coming out of the break is between the ears versus execution on the ice? I mean, is it a mix then? I think it's a little bit. It's a little bit of both. You know, there, there has to be, uh, I mean, the last two games didn't execute as well as we needed to. But um, to me, I think when you get in games, so like we played in two tight games, but I think when, when you look at the goals that were scored, right? Like we had good looks, their goalie made saves. They had good looks and our goalie made some big saves. But when you look at the goals that cost us, they're preventable. You know, they're not great plays that are made by 
by the other team. There's a there's a specific lack of attention to detail um, that winds up in the back of your net, and that's the difference a lot of times between winning and losing tight games. So, like on these tip goals, it's just the box out, it's wrapping up the stick, something, or is it before it gets to that point? It's before it gets to that point. Okay. That play in the corner, that's what you were working on basically on Friday, right? The, when they yeah, the unfortunate part was, you know, we, we got beat on it on, on uh, not just the one play, but, you know, even our first goal was a coming into D zone coverage, um, you know, and then there's a guy, went, you know, the puck bounces one way, we don't have a layer of defense. So, unfortunately, the it happened in against Nashville. We had an opportunity to practice it and address it. We did that, and then we, it, it wasn't good enough tonight. And, um, you know, that's that's got to be a strong focal point coming in you know you learn you learn different things about your team as you as you go through and I think that um you know, some of those components have to be tighter and more automatic. And, you know, it's one thing to get up and out of your zone and play fast and uh, execute with the puck. But there's also situations where, you know, from your blue line in, that's uh, the, the detail you need to play with, the structure you need to play with, not guesswork. But, you know, offense, you can guess and read, and, and there's a little bit more freedom there. But when you're called upon to, to defend from your blue line in, uh, it's not guesswork, it's attention to detail and structure. The head coach of the Minnesota Wild, John Hines, addressing the media following a 3-2 loss to the Anaheim Ducks. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to Wild Hockey, presented by XL Energy. Wild had won three, 13 straight against the Ducks, dating back to January of 2021. They had won seven straight against them at XL Energy Center, dating back to December of 2019. Both of those streaks come to a crashing halt. The Wild fall short on Hockey Day, Minnesota. They lose to the Anaheim Ducks. We'll get inside that Wild locker room, hear from Matt Zuccarello, and wrap things up here on a Saturday night. You're listening to Wild Hockey, presented by XL Energy. Games kid there when we had three wins in a row and, and it felt good and it felt like these games were were possible to to get points from and, and now we just ended up with two out of those six points and that's that's not what we wanted or are happy with so yeah no doubt that is wild goaltender Philip Gustafson a, a crushing blow I mean honestly because not only because of the fact that you lost two games in a row you blew two. Leads going into the third period in consecutive games. You ruin your home stand, and now you have to sit on it until February 7th. You can't do anything about it. You can't even meet about it. You can't have practice. Nothing until February 7th when the Wild take on the Chicago Blackhawks. That's what's so aggravating about this one for a number of people, including Philip Gustafson, who stopped 12 in the first, 4 in the second, 6 more in the third. 22 saves total for Philip Gustafson, who suffers the loss and falls to 13-13-2. and two. On the other end of the ice, Lucas Dostal gets the victory. His 8th of the year does so on 35 saves. And gets the XL Energy. Big saves of the game. Powered by XL Energy. And one guy who likes to tell it like it is, is the Norwegian inside that wild locker. Matt Zuccarello meeting with the media. 
Looks like he's ready. Let's go in there. Matt Zuccarello in progress. At the end of the day, it's not good enough, you know. We're giving up easy goals. It's just not good. And we talk about it all the time and we still do it, so I don't know. What else needs to change coming out of the break? Like, What else do you hope to see differently from this team when you regroup? Uh, I don't think this is the worst game we play. You know, we, we create a lot of chances. We have the puck a lot. We just have to play smarter, you know. We, we can't give up easy goals against and breakaways and two-on-ones. we we got to be a hard team to play against, you know. People's got to get earn their chances against us. And right now, uh, this year, giving up too easy chances against and, and goals. Did you feel shorthanded that you started with 11 forwards and then you went down to 10, I think? Did it feel that way, or is that an excuse in any no. way? No. It's uh, part of the game, and whoever's left got to gotta manage that and, and make the best out of it. The points you could have gained on Nashville the other night, the points you could have gained again tonight with a win, does it feel like eventually it's going to catch up to you if you don't start taking advantage, or are you still very optimistic about this? Of course. If you wait long enough, you're out. So uh, eventually, but... Yeah, I wish I had a really good answer to what we... But I think the easiest right now is we give up, like you feel like you have the play, and then you give up a goal, and then another one, and, and give up a breakaway. And like it's, we got to play smart, you know. We got to be think about keeping the puck on in the net first, and then chance is going to come. So um, it's really disappointing. I don't know what to what to tell you. Um, it sucks, you know. Um, Gotta give them credit. They they scored an intention. They win, but it feels like sometimes you give it, give it away. You know? yeah. Wild forward Matt Zuccarello there inside that Minnesota Wild locker room. Uh, by the way, 11 games since returning from injury. Zuccarello, 11 points in that span. Two assists tonight. Uh, Kirill Kaprizov, he's going to represent the Wild at the All-Star game. Six goals and 11 points over the last seven games. 11 goals and 21 points over the last 14 Tonight, he gets goal number 133 of his Minnesota Wild career. That moves him past Jason Zucker for fourth place in the all-time franchise list. So those are some of the positives. The negatives, the Wild blow a pair of third-period leads in consecutive games and slink into the All-Star break on a two-game losing skid. Quick break, then we'll wrap things up and tell you what's next for the Wild in a long, long time from now, when they return, it'll already be February. Wild hosting the Chicago Blackhawks. Full preview next. This is Wild Hockey presented by XL Energy. and looked at it again. On the ice, they ruled it a goal. They review it, and they say he was offside. It had to be by a fraction of an inch. 
Regardless, it doesn't count. How does the game change if, if the Johansson goal at the 602 mark, his ninth of the year, how does the complexion of the game change if the Wild are up 3-1 at that point? I don't know. Instead, it remains a 2-1 game. They go to the second, they go into the third, holding on to that 2-1 lead, and once again in consecutive games, the Wild blow a third-period lead. Strom and Terry combine to tie it and then sink the Wild ship. The Wild have lost two straight going into the All-Star break. Wild fall to 21, 23, and 5, 47 points, leave them six points back of the Nashville Predators for the eighth and final playoff spot in the Western Conference in a homestand that promised so much coming in, the Wild go out of it with just two out of a possible six points. A number of streaks were shattered tonight. The Wild lose to the Ducks for the first time since 2021. They had won 13 straight overall in the series. They had won seven straight at XL Energy Center. Fall to the Ducks at the X for the first time since 2019. Hockey Day, Minnesota. The day with all the magic, the Prosser memories, the Rao memories. So many great things happen on this day. No magic today. The Wild falls short, and they fall to 14-3-1 and all time in the state of hockey's favorite holiday. Snapping a seven-game win streak, they lose for the first time since 2016 when they fell to the St. Louis Blues. One and two all time on Hockey Day, Minnesota against the Ducks. Philip Gustafson suffers the loss, and the Ducks suddenly have a three-game win streak. Three-game point streak, I should say. 2-0-1 in their last three. So that's a wrap on Hockey Day Minnesota. Up next, it's the All-Star break. The Minnesota Wild, most of them are going to hunt down white sand and blue water. Not Kirill Kaprizov. He's going to Toronto. The three-time All-Star is headed that way to represent the Wild and open the eyes to the rest of the league, what we know all about. Our favorite number, 97. The next time the Wild battle, it'll be Wednesday, February 7th, against the Blackhawks at the United Center. Yes, it'll be on TV, TNT. It'll be a nationally televised game. But you'll mute TV. Hashtag mute TV. Pre-game at 8.15. Puck drops just after 8.30 on most of these same stations. Special thanks to Colin Landsteiner, Alvy, Jackson Rebel, Dylan Daniel, and Aaron Sickman. And for Joe O'Donnell and Tom Reed, I'm Kevin Falness. Enjoy your all-star break. We'll talk to you next time, Wednesday, when the Wild take on the Blackhawks, February 7th, on the Minnesota Wild Radio Network. You've been listening to Minnesota Wild Hockey. Marcus Johansson, cross ice, a shot by Goudreau, he scores! Join us next time, right here, for more Wild Hockey action. And she back out in front, skate save, flurry, robbing Niederreiter, and then he fought off the rebound from Appleton. Wild Hockey is an exclusive presentation of the Minnesota Wild, the National Hockey League, and the Minnesota Wild Radio Network.